Tiffany Talks. Greetings and welcome to Tiffany Talks. I have invited two amazing, dope, wonderful guests. Um, You have met one. I don't think you've met the other just yet, but I promise this will not be the last time that you'll hear from her. So please welcome to the Tiffany Talks stage, Miss Erica Vincent and Miss Kristen Anyway. Hi, y'all. Hey, there. Hello. How y'all doing? How you doing? Actually, we're not uh, really doing her right now. She yeah. went out Let me not do that. Um, so why don't y'all introduce yourselves a little bit? I'll go in alphabetical order, I guess. Why not? Uh, so, Mrs. Vincent, why don't you go first and introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. Again, my name is Erica Vincent. I am an activist, speaker, mama to be, sister friend, scholar. I like to think. <laughs> uh, and I special. I special. My specialty is um, environmental justice and uh, social and racial equity. Um, but I'm having a lot of conversations around self care, so I'm excited to be here today with you. Awesome! Thank you so much. And Miss Hemingway, how about yourself? Hey, friends! I am Kristen Denise Hemingway. I am an author. I am in. A scholar, I am a friend, I'm a community auntie, I'm a huge, huge, huge self-care advocate. Um, one of the books I've written is about self-care, I have a self-care podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm all those fun things. So why don't you tell folks a little bit about your amazing podcast um, that is favorited on my podcast list. Um, so, because, you know, of course. So <laughs> can you tell folks a little bit about the book and your podcast. Awesome. So the book and the podcast have the same name. They're both called The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. Um, and the podcast has been going now for two years, almost three. My three-year anniversary is coming up in August. Yay! Um, and it is, I focus on a different aspect of self-care and give tips and tricks and just share from my personal life. You know, my brand is Authenticity, but y'all get the real, real. Um, I have a diagnosis of major depressive disorder with anxiety. Um, I, like I said, I'm all these things. I'm a student. I've you know been an employee. I've been a management trainer. All these things, grad school stuff, life, right? Still trying to be a good friend and a whole human being. And as a result of trying to do all of these things at a different point in my life, I literally almost died, like point blank period, because I was prioritizing everything outside of myself, and myself was crying out for help and healing and wholeness. And so my body was going to take me out because I wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, and from that journey, I actually wrote the book first. And it's a 30-day workbook to walk you through some different self-care activities. A lot of women that don't practice self-care don't do it because they don't know how. They don't have a plan set forth so they can prioritize themselves. Um, one of the main things I teach first is that self-care is about putting yourself first. It's literally the least selfish thing you can do because it's taking care of you and making sure that you're your best self so that you are equipped to pour into the lives of all the other people that depend on you. 
Like, I love you enough to give you my best, which means I have to love me enough to make sure I am my best. Um, and from that workbook, the first part is the 30-day um, self-care, like walkthrough of different activities. So you can then go to the second half, which is about building your own self-care plan. A lot of people don't practice self-care even if they know what to do, but they don't have a plan to do it. So I'll talk about some of those tips today. And the podcast just walks into more of those things a little bit more in depth, shares some other things I've learned. Um, shares the real of how I've walked through things like my depression, when my depression is active, I've walked through anxiety my anxiety is active, how I get out of bed on days when I don't really want to, um, on how to plan so you can live a life you love, and all of those important and fun things because that's a part of taking care of yourself, that's a part of self-care, and that's a part of being the whole person, especially as a Black woman in this society. And it's available where books are sold. <laughs> Amen. You'll get one. Um, so you answered one of the questions that I had, which was, why why is self-care important to you? So Erica, what why is self-care important to you? Yeah, and I you know ha- also have, you know, Chris's um podcast favorite uh and uh have I've heard uh, her talk about self-care quite a bit and 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 really go to her. So I'm no expert. I think she's more of the expert, you know, on these conversations. But I think that for me, with someone as with a job that or with a career, I should say, that oftentimes leaves you pretty um how the world works. Um, and like, am I making a difference? Uh, we have lots of conversations, especially at work now about, um, our organ organizers. I work at a national nonprofit that, um, works with young people around climate and environmental justice. And we have a lot of, a lot of the folks that I work with are younger than me. Um, I'm, I'm 32 and like considerably, like a decade younger than me. Um, And we have lots of conversations about being burnt out, about healing justice, um, about what does it mean to be in this work and be an activist um, and an advocate uh, and a comrade, if you will. Um, And thinking about getting burnt out and thinking about feeling run down when it comes to kind of having the weight of the world on your shoulders, especially when you do heart work. Uh, or soul work. And so when it comes to that, you know, I think self-care is important to me because I'm always thinking about how are we prioritizing ourselves so that we can continue the fight. Like we can't continue the fight if we're not prioritizing our own mental and emotional health. And so I think what Chris said was really profound and really important in the sense that it's the most le- it's the least selfish thing you can do because we cannot continue to do the work, this really important work that we are doing if we're not taking care of ourselves. And I've seen so many people in this work particularly uh, get burnt out and leave it because they just can't handle not and not that does that's not a slight on them in any way but it just becomes very very uh heavy without enough time for uh self-care for fun honestly for laughter um and we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff so we have to prioritize those pieces um raise amazing point um and Thank you both because so self-care for me, I guess I should 
say why self-care is important to me since y'all said why self-care is important to you. Um, so self-care is important to me because uh, one, I unfortunately have experienced a lot of loss in my life of close family, um, close uh, relatives of mine, uh, in my opinion, who left far too soon. Um, two of those individuals uh, that I, I was extremely close to passed in 2018, and it was like my final straw. I lost my grandmother and I lost one of my uncles. Um, and when I lost both of them, both of their goals, um, for me especially, uh, was that I followed whatever dreams I had and did all the things. Um, and after losing them, I realized that I had not been taking care of my best self. I was working in corporate America. I was unhealthy. I was um, just not living my best life and being my best self. And so at the end of 2018, I went on this self-discovery journey. I had fallen out of love with religion and really needed to build myself back up in spirituality and in my relationship with Christ. And I, through doing that, I was able to figure out what self-care meant for me. And I think it's important for me that everyone realizes self-care is different for everybody. Uh, self-care looks different for everybody. It incorporates different things. Um, it, and it is the least selfish thing um, that that you can do. Um, and I agree with you both, Erica. You just said that. And, and then, Kristen, you said uh, self-care is putting yourself is about putting yourself first. And I agree with that. I cannot, you know, we all wear different hats. You know, we're super auntie, we're, uh, you know, super boss, we're educator, teacher, advocate, activist, all these things um, about to be mommy uh, to born to in the corner. Um, we can't wear any of those hats if we don't learn how to put ourselves first. They tell you when you are flying to put on your mask before you try to help some, someone else put their mask on for a reason. If you help, you know, you're trying to help somebody else put their mask on and then you lose your oxygen, now you're both on. So mm-hmm. that, that doesn't work. Um, so self-care is important to, to me. So I'm not perfect at doing it. Um, and I hear Kristen yell at me in my head uh, when I'm not among other people. Um, I would never yell at you. Let me tell y'all something about this group of dope black women that you have on your screen here. Fix your face. (laughs) That exhibit A. All love aggressively in some form or fashion. It's it's real. You heard her say, Exhibit A, fix your face. It's very aggressive love across the board here. <laughs> the word is love. I want to say assertive, maybe. No, I don't nothing know. with your whole self. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> aggressive, if you will. Um, it's very. Have you eaten today? It's twelve o'clock. Have you eaten today? So I need to come throw food at you. That can be arranged. That can be arranged. And they literally will come and shove food in your face if you have not eaten. Have you taken a nap? 
okay, I, you, when I spoke to you three hours ago, you said you were going to lay down. Why haven't you gone to lay down yet? Um, so it's very, you know. And don't get pregnant. Listen to me. Because the way I am always in trouble. <laughs> First of all, somebody. How accountable. Sure. I'll go with that one. I will go with that one. I'm somebody sure you will. Like to, somebody doesn't like to sit down. And while we understand that someone is woman, hear her roar, someone also got to sit down because as wonderful as pregnancy is, the truth of the matter is I've never been pregnant, but I've known enough women to know you get tired. I'm not pregnant and I get tired. Very <laughs> So I can only imagine what it is like to carry uh, an extra two feet, two eyes, two hands, arms, legs, all the things. You're toting a person. You're toting a person. On the inside. I mean, so yeah. Self-care is important. Whether you are producing two feet or <laughs> trying to care for your own two feet. Um, what is the last self-care thing that y'all did for yourselves? I put on makeup. Okay. I put on makeup. I, so in the pandemic, (laughs) I learned that there was a certain level of joy I got from putting on makeup. I didn't go nowhere because pandemic, but it felt good to put some intentional effort into how I look because the first couple of weeks was real, real sketch. Right. And I know that when you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I am, you know, people are like, you need to come out the pandemic with a skill, a business, a, a family, something, right? And so I picked a skill. And the skill I picked was makeup. And so I, in, in that process, I just had a lot of fun. And so now I have all this makeup and I love to play in it. When I have purpose, I, I put it on today. Because it makes me feel good. Like I have on sweatpants and a t-shirt and some slippers, but you can't tell me this face ain't lit. And because this face is lit, I feel really, really good about this face. It does boost your confidence. Now let's be very clear, cute without, okay? (laughs) Gotta know how you live in everyday life, right? Most of my social media is pictures without me having on makeup. We get real, real natural Kristen. But there's something to be said for when I am not feeling my best to put forth effort in my appearance that elevates my mood. Erica, what about you? What's the last self-care thing you did? I took a nap two hours ago. That's it. (laughs) I took a nap two hours ago. My, I have a hour on my work calendar and my personal calendar that just says break. And folks at work, I mean, I am really blessed. Let me let me let me preface this with I recognize that a lot of people, especially in this country, are not blessed to have flexible work schedules. And so I recognize that that in and of itself is a privilege for me. And I have many I, I, I live in at the intersection of many privileges and many marginalizations. Yes. So I recognize that a privilege, one of my privileges is that I have a flexible work schedule and that I have, or I work for an organization that prioritizes self-care above all else, really, so that we can all do our best. And as someone who manages staff as well, um, I am very adamant with my subordinates about that also. 
But on my calendar, there is something that says break. I turn off my Slack notifications. I put on on break on my away message. And I might take a nap. I might go for a walk. I might just go and stand on the deck. But today I took a nap. I was sleeping. I think that's amazing. And I'm a little jealous, if I can be honest. Uh, because I, I woke up this morning and said, I'm going to have to take a nap today. <laughs> and I did not take my nap. Um, but I... What was the last self-care thing? I try to do something for self-care every day. I know what I did this morning. I slept in. I slept in. Um... I am working on something for the school. So someone that I'm working with sent me a text and I had emails coming in and all that. I did not get out of bed till 10 a.m. And didn't even look at the text until I sat down in front of my computer at like 11. And I was just like, I don't care. It just is what it is. Um, So yeah, I think before that, I got my nails done, y'all. I synced them, sis. Um, this is something new for me so normally I like do my nails here at the house I don't have time for that anymore Um, love doing it don't have time and so I've made a commitment to myself that I have a self like a full self care day I go get my nails done I go get a massage all the things Um, because I deserve Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you know me, Tip, I get my nails done every three weeks without fail and have refused right. to not do that, especially during this pregnancy, because everybody wants to talk about the baby. I want to talk about the baby. And also, Erica has to be a person after she leaves this body. Erica so, has to be a person. Erica is a person while she is in the body. Exactly. Right. And baby has continue. a whole mother with a whole right. life. Right, and our whole existence, and must continue. Must so, continue. Right, and I, I, I let me ask y'all something. As you add on hats in your life, uh, regardless of what the hat is, do you think that remembering you as the woman uh, is part of your self care or part of your self advocacy, which we're also going to talk about, um, or both? Is it both? Both. For me, it's definitely both. And I'll just say very quickly, I'm giving, so I am giving birth to a black woman. And that in and of itself, uh, you know, provided that's how she chooses to identify, God bless her. That in and of itself is so important to me and is not lost on me. Because Black women have to have self-advocacy and self-termination, self-determination in this country, in this world, excuse me, because anti-Blackness is global, yes? And so when I think about breaks and getting my nails done every three weeks without fail, when I think about all of those things that I do for myself, I want to demonstrate for her constantly that prioritizing yourself is important, even as her mother. So there will be times where I need to be just me and not necessarily have on all the hats. And I want to demonstrate that for her. I want to, you know, continue to take trips with my friends. I want to continue to take 
you know, time to just be Erica so that I'm demonstrating for her that number one, if you don't do this for yourself, the world don't love you and will not prioritize it for you. And number two, that how important it is for me to continue to be myself. Many of us have seen our mothers and our grandmothers get swallowed up in their different hats, many of it being mother or wife or whatever, and I'm both. And so for that not to happen to me and for my daughter not to see that in me is so important and is not lost on me. And I think about it often. Um, For me, it's both. It's definitely both because saying I deserve the best of what I have to offer is me advocating for myself. And then giving myself that best is my care. Right. And I can't divorce myself from either one because I'm a whole person. And so I consistently advocate for myself. I will miss meetings. They have started trainings at later times because I had to do something else. And the something else was priority. I can remember very clearly um, at a job where they were trying to do a training, like I said, and they were like, oh, we're doing it at 11. I said, well, listen, I don't get out of therapy until 11. And it's going to be about 30 minutes until I can get here. They moved the training to 11.30. Why? Because my mental health is way more important to me. And I, what I said was, I said, it's a benefit to both myself, but also to you that I go see my therapist. <laughs> and they literally were like, okay. I have taken vacations. I remember um, the job I currently have, it was like early on in me starting, so I hadn't quite made my 90 days yet. And my therapist was like, hey, you need a break, sis. You've had a lot happen over the last couple of months. You need some time. So I asked for time off. And they're like, well, you haven't earned time off yet. I said, well, you can, I'm taking the day. You figure out whether or not you want to pay me for it. But I am leaving. (laughs) Okay? Are there any questions? And I said, considering the amount of work that I put in beyond what I should do anyway, I didn't think it would be an issue. But if it is an issue, that's fine. You don't have to pay me for it because your money is not worth my sanity. So what would you, how, tell me how you want me to fill out the paperwork. And in that moment, at that moment, she was like, it's fine. You can just fill out normally. You have been doing a lot. I just, you know, I only checked because you asked about time off. No, you're good. Kristen, go do what you need to do. And because I consistently approach it that way, I don't typically have too many issues. And and, and when people bring issues, here's the thing. When you're advocating for your care, your care is not a luxury, right? You have to recognize that your care is a priority, not a luxury. So I'm not advocating for for fluff. I'm advocating because my self-care is a priority to my overall health and wellness. And you need me healthy and well if you want me to do this work, right? And so we're we're not advocating for fun. This is a necessity to my life. So I'm going to treat it like I treat all other necessities to my life. And there was a time, there was a, a meeting we were having on a regular basis. And I told them when they set the time for this meeting, one, it was before the start of my work day. Two, I had been in a car accident. I said, my physical therapy is at this time. So this is when you set this meeting. I ain't gonna beat it. They set the meeting. That's fine. Maybe two months in, Kristen, you need to really try to be here if you can. Can you maybe move your ther- move your physical therapy appointments? And my response was, are you asking me to move my medically necessary appointments to sit on a conference call? Well, I would never ask you to compromise your, are you sure? Because that's what you just did. Maybe you didn't realize it, but that's how it translates. So would you like me to be in the meetings that I told you I couldn't be at if you did them at this time anyway? 
or would you like me to go be well so I can do my work when I'm done? And you know what? You raise an important point because language is important. And I have found in my in my experience, self-advocacy often people will make room for it, especially when you use certain language. Like that language you just used, even though it may not have been illegal, it just rings. <laughs> it rings With, a foolishness. It rings a certain, uh, you don't want this smoke. Right, unethical at the least. At the least. At the least. At the least. But also, like you said, it would behoove you. When I worked, when I did work in corporate America, any therapy appointment I had, um, especially after I lost my two family members almost back to back in 2018, I had therapy every week. So everybody knew I had a doctor appointment on my calendar. I'm not missing it. I don't care if you think I'm dying. Yes, I have a doctor appointment every week. No, I cannot miss it. One of the doctor's appointments was a massage. No, I cannot miss it. I won't. Because my therapist therapist said, like yours, and don't you just love a therapist when they tell you, hey, sis, hi, hello, you need a break. You need my therapist um, at the end of my semester, one of my therapists, because uh, seminary. Um, so one of my therapists uh, told me before we wrapped up the semester, I was talking about a potential uh, program that I was going to do over the summer and all of this. And she looked at me and said, you deserve a summer. I was like, God damn sure I do deserve a summer. Screw that program. (laughs) Not doing this. And it was unbeknownst to me, one of the best decisions I could have made. I've been busy this summer anyway. I wouldn't have had time to do that program. Um, But just those simple words you deserve a summer, sis. You've been through a lot. It was a hell of a year and a half. You deserve a summer. And so I think for me, learning, acknowledging, accepting, and giving myself grace in what I deserve without the guilt trip, because oftentimes there's a guilt trip that external parties and sometimes internal parties will try to play on you. Since you took a nap yesterday, you don't need, you need another nap. I was sleepy. I'm sleepy again. Take a nap. So I can take another nap. So yes. Um, But when I was younger, not that I'm old, when I was younger, uh, listen. As the resident 40 year old, you're not old. Thank you. Uh, Neither are you. Oh no, I'm still I'm knocking at that door. Um, But, you know, getting older, especially as a, a black woman, your body changes. And it's all kind of different things that you have to care for and look out for. You and and you know we've all talked about this before. You find bruises on you, then you're like, well, "What the hell is that?" I got a bruise right now. I don't know. There's a scratch on my forehead. I don't know. I don't where, know. It where did that come from? Look where it is? My husband looked at me the other day and said, "Is that new?" I said, "What?" Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 Frequently, I'm in the shower, like, 
Whatever. <laughs> like, do it hurt? You be like, it don't hurt. I'm alright. All right, I'm fine. I'm fine. It'll heal, or it won't. You know, whatever. As as our our bodies change and shit. I was talking to my mom about this a few weeks ago. I said, you know, when I was younger, you didn't tell me that after a certain age, my body would go through a different kind of puberty every five years. That's a warning you could have given me mother um it it so to all of my young people that are watching and listening to this as 30. you get a, <laughs> the, first one is at 30. the first one is at 30 <laughs> it's i call it part, part of it hits at 25 you hit 25 and you say no wait a minute Wait a minute. Right, that's the, the 25 one is more of a mental puberty, a mental emotional puberty. Absolutely. This physical situation, 30, 35, 36. 40. Hello out there in Newland. I was in Italy on my 30th birthday. I picked up my phone and called Tiffany on WhatsApp and said, I got grievances. <laughs> she said, I warned you. I said, I don't care. Listen. <laughs> she said, okay. <laughs> I was in another country. She had to hear it. I was mad. I've got grievances. You did? I didn't care. <laughs> Anytime I have witnessed someone about to hit 30, I'm like, all right, let me help you. You will wake up on your 30th birthday. Something's going to happen. day. On the day, you're, something's going to ache. It's going to give way. My aunt asked me the other day. She was like, "Why well, didn't know you had knee trouble?" I said, "Uh, uh, see, thirty. I know when it's going to rain now." <laughs> I used to have Megan knees. I used to have Megan knees, and on a good stretched yoga fight day, I can give you a good bend. Oh, but if I hadn't stretched, if I hadn't done my stretches, I haven't gotten my, I'm two seconds from finding an acupuncturist. So if I do it, do it. Listen, I'm, I need one. Look, you got recommendations. Put them in the phone. I'm going to ask my friend. I got a friend who will tell you. I appreciate that. Our friend Vic also has a good one. Noted. Yeah. Noted. So y'all, when I, when I get a good one, when I, Get use one of these that y'all just heard. I'll let y'all know on a, on a later show. But healthcare is so important um, in in self care and in self advocacy. Um, one of the reasons I pulled the show together is because I've been going through my own health stuff and have seen multiple doctors over the last couple of months, over the last month and a half, really. Um, and each one has said different things. Until I finally, after last one, was like, screw it. I'm going back to what I know. I know that my body does well on plant-based. And I know that if I stay active and rest, I I can at least get rid of some of these things. Now, that's not to negate doctors because I got another appointment next month for something else. But (laughs) hopefully we'll figure out what's going on. Again, your body changes, okay? I'm trying to... You got to calibrate. 
And so part of my self-advocacy is at one doctor's appointment uh, at, at the ER, actually, I was sitting in the ER. The doctor discharged me because they couldn't find anything that was wrong with me. He could tell something was wrong, but his tools, there's a sermon in there, his tools. <laughs> yeah, um, listen, I had a moment. Um, his tools didn't show him what the issue was. And my mom looked at me and said, well, how are you feeling now? I said, crazy. I, I feel like I'm old school, y'all old school. For those who, who don't know what I'm talking about, visit your local Hulu. There's an episode of The Golden Girls where Dorothy is going around to different doctors because she just doesn't feel well. And all of the doctors are essentially telling her it's in your mind and you just need to, you know, go go rest or whatever. Um, I... My family, especially my my mother and I, are always for second, third opinions, prayer, all of the other things, because we have lost family members due to incorrect diagnoses. And so in the back of our mind, it's always, mm -mm, mm-mm, I'm not, that, that can't happen again. That can't happen to me. And so... I I think that especially when it comes to the black woman uh, in the healthcare system, therapy, medical care, uh, OBGYN, whatever the case may be, for me, it's, it's crucial. It's essential because celebrity, non-celebrity, the medical system by, by and large has been shown not to listen to us just like the rest of the world, unfortunately. Look at the Olympics where you have, uh, I'm considering it an attack on the black woman, honestly, because Miss Richardson was suspended for something stupid and something that's legal in her state. They took away swim caps for Afro hair. They told two African women that they couldn't run because of their natural hormone. I'm sorry, three, thank you, Chris. Three women that they couldn't run because of their natural hormone levels. So y'all are just, y'all literally don't want black women to be great in the Olympics is what it sounds like to me. Um, You think about, you know, celebrities like uh, Serena Williams who almost lost her life giving birth. Felix, I will never forgive them for almost killing Serena. Ever. Ever. Y'all almost took Um, me out. Speaking of maternal health. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I was to your point. Uh, Felix came back and with her, you know, C-section scar and was like, now what? Here's my still, still an Olympian fan. Still qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was gonna say to the uh, maternal health, there's an organization called For Cure for Moms. And I know that man. We went to college together. I know those kids that lost their beautiful, brilliant, talented mother because the healthcare system didn't listen and they told him his wife was not a priority. And by the time they did prioritize her, she died. She died within minutes of them opening her up because they allowed her to bleed out for over 12 hours mm-hmm. because they just refused to listen to the fact that something was wrong. And so what I will say um, to Tiffany's point, not only do you have to advocate be loud, be be all the stereotypes, but still be here. So you can call me loud, combative, disgruntled, call me what you need to call me, but you won't call me dead, okay? And so I, when I say advocate, advocate when they're like, no, I don't think we need to do, well, I need to see the note that you don't think you needed to do that in my chart with your signature, since you don't think you need to. 
right? Be, take someone with you. Like have another advocate. When I was going through, I had a whole health thing in 2017. I had like four or five doctor's appointments. One, because I was high because all the drugs they had me on. <laughs> I took somebody sober-minded with me who could discuss things with me after the fact, who could ask questions that I didn't, couldn't even think to ask of literally was not in my right mind. When you're in pain, you're not in your right mind. And you need somebody there who has a clear head and who has you as their priority, advocating for you and talking to people for you to make sure that you are not an afterthought. I must shout out my homegirl, Talitha, that's my heart, that's my sister, because as she sat in the emergency room with me, things I literally would normally think about, as you know, Stephanie said already, I love aggressively, right? I, I, can, I can be a very assertive person. I couldn't even think about because of the amount of pain I was in. And I remember they kept having me move to do different stuff, but it was movement that was causing me the greatest amount of pain. Like I was crying, trying to stand up. And at one point, Talitha was like, you're not gonna move her again. Do you understand me? The next move you make with her will be to a room. If you need to talk to her, you can talk to her out here. And the woman's trying to explain until we were like, then you get a wheelchair, but she's not walking nowhere else. Do you see her? You're not doing that anymore. They discharged me in the middle of the night. She made the patient advocate go from floor to floor looking for me because she said the last thing you told me when I left that black woman with you is that you were going to admit her. So if you cannot tell me who you released her to, you're going to go look for her till she is found. I had to go back to the emergency room. By the time I got back, the patient advocate was waiting for me at the emergency desk. And she said, Miss Hemingway? Like, yes. She said, you are well loved. Let me help you out. And it was a completely different, that went to private rooms and all the scans. And I'm like, I, I don't know what Talitha said on that phone. She still hasn't told me to this day. <laughs> but what I do know is they knew that I was loved and cared for and that I was not, people weren't gonna play about me. And that's not what it should take, but if that's what it does take, make them take it. Right. Because right. you, th we need you here. So be push, tell them to write it down. That doctor is an expert in medicine, but you are the expert on your body. And if it ain't right, don't let them tell you that it's right because you know you. So we gonna keep going until we figure out what ain't right because whether or not your tools can assess it doesn't mean that I'm making it up. Right, right. Anyway, you raise a good point too. Know yourself so that you can communicate self to others. If I, if we didn't pay attention to our bodies, because I know all three of us do, um, like almost obsessively, especially after 30, um, you have to be so mindful and intentional about paying attention to your bodies so that you can tell when something is off. Um, I knew a few months ago something was off. And, and what I do now, I don't know, you know, what y'all do for me, I look for patterns. Okay. This month, this happened, this month, this happened, this month, this happened. All right. That's a pattern. Time to see a doctor. Time to check this time to check this time to look at this time to, okay. I was vitamin D deficient before. Am I vitamin D deficient again? Okay. Let's add a supplement in. Uh, I was, you know, this before. Okay. I, I had added more chicken in my diet. Let's take the chicken back out. Cause maybe that's not working well. Um, so, so paying attention to that so that you can advocate for yourself is so important. They self-care and self-advocacy really go hand in hand because caring for self 
helps you to advocate for self. It helps you to know your limits and your boundaries and stick to them. I cannot stress it enough how important it is to, and I I have a little OCD. I know Erica and Chris are probably in the background like little. Um, <laughs> I have some OCD. And so like I journal my food. I, I didn't bring my water in here with me, but um, I have a huge, you know, gallon of water thing that I that I drink from. Erica, I know you you do the same. Um E, what are some things that you do um, to prepare yourself to be a, your best self-advocate that you can be? Does that question make sense? Yeah. What are some yeah. things? Yeah. What are some things that you do? Well, I'll talk about what I have done because it's such a because it's my main medical thing right now that everybody's watching me about. Um, I try to talk about babies, pregnancy all the time, but it's such a meta, it's such like my main, you know, for front facing thing right now. And what y'all were talking about was so profound for me because I made some choices. Now I want to make a disclaimer that I don't judge anyone on their choices when it comes to, uh, having, having babies. Um, whatever I have had my own medical issues when it comes to um, having children and so whatever your choice is when it comes to having babies is your choice Um, this is what I chose to do this is what I am choosing to do this is my first child and so I've just made some choices based on research and it's so funny because when I go to my appointments my chiropractor appointment my um a birth center appointment with the midwives, my appointment with my doula. Um, folks are always like, I'm always <laughs> not intentionally and hopefully, hopefully not annoyingly finishing people's sentences. And folks are like, oh, you've, you've done your research. And I said, let me tell you something. Number one, <laughs> number one, uh, I've been researching babe, having babies for a while. Okay, Uh, so I already knew what I wanted to do and at least some part of what my plan was when I did get pregnant. So that's number one. Um, And so I think that uh, something that I have done when it comes to you ask the question about advocating for myself. What have I done in order to make sure that I'm doing that the best way I can? Researching as much as you can. Now you're not going to, you know, become a, a doctor from Google, but at the same time, and Google can get you in trouble for sure, especially while you're pregnant. But at the same time, um, it is so important for you to know what, when, when you're going into these particular medical situations, it's so important for you to know what you're getting yourself into and what your real choices are. And don't let anybody tell you, this is what you have to do because you have a choice on what you can do or what you have to do. Perfect example, I adore my OBGYN. She's great, love her. She's a Spelman sister, a black woman. Fantastic. She's fantastic. Me and Tiff got the same OBGYN. (laughs) Love her two bits. She delivers at a hospital here in Atlanta that I was not delivering this child at. Because according to my research, 40% of their births end up in C-sections. And I told my husband four years ago when we first started trying, and that's a story for another day. I told him, don't you let nobody cut me open. Under no uncertain terms. And he saw the seriousness in my face and said, okay. Now, 
Everybody has their own medical story. Sometimes that is necessary. So again, I don't judge anybody for birth is birth and no birth is easy and no birth is the easy way out or anything like that. And I push back on people who condemn women for those choices. But me, Erica Ray Kathleen Vincent, Come don't, on, don't you cut me up. Don't you let them cut me open. I've told him even now, now that I've switched to a birth center for my birth, you're in charge because I'm gonna be in another space. So you're in charge. He said, okay. Now, Tiff and Chris know my husband, he's a jokester and I like, he don't play about me. And he don't play about this yeah, game. I almost cussed. <laughs> <laughs> he don't play about me and he ain't playing about this baby. So when we get in there, he gonna be like, all right, so what are we doing? Okay, so I need to make sure that that one is all right. Is all right. Okay, so he gonna have all the information. So when Chris said about making sure that someone is there to advocate for you when you can't, when you're not present, that's my rock, that's my person. But having someone who can is so important. And so just research, I think my, my, best, my best advice is researching, and it doesn't have to be pregnancy, anything that you're going into, any operation, any choices that you're making in your medical or mental or emotional health, making sure that you're researching, making sure that you are understanding what's going on with your body, making sure that you know what choices you are have and that you have people around you, both people that you're paying and people that love you that can say, we're gonna do this, we're not gonna do this. And you better give me a real, re a real good reason if we are going to do this, why you need to do it, go. Convince me why that is something that you need to do. Cause if I'm not convinced, it ain't happening. If I'm not convinced, it's not happening. And that's on period. That's and on that's period. period. Cause also, also, I got enough friends that'll be at the door. Listen to me. <laughs> and what? they don't want that smoke. <laughs> Say again. You we doing what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm here because James called me and said, and I said, well, absolutely not. She said we wasn't doing that. So now I'm at the hospital. So now I'm at the hospital ready to box. Because <laughs> no. Because we said we wasn't doing it. Part of self-care is having friends who can do that for you. Like Erica, Chris, other close friends that I have are part of my self-care because I know y'all will hold me accountable to make sure I'm caring for self. Y'all will hold me accountable to make sure I'm advocating for myself or that I have an advocate with me. COVID has destroyed so many things and part of that is um not enabling us to be able to sometimes have advocates with us in the room call them on the phone facetime them right snap them whatever right. you do. could you pause before you tell me what you think is wrong with me or what you plan to do i need to make a phone call and don't take no for an answer right oh we don't allow phones and i really don't care <laughs> You don't allow guests in here, so my guest is going to be on the phone because I'm not doing this. I need a second set of ears. 
And it's not about, I will forever have an advocate with me. Right now I'm not married. So it's either one of my best friends or it's my my parents. One of my, one of my parents, preferably my mom. I love my dad, God bless him. But he would be asking just as many questions. <laughs> and that would be. That's the homie, don't do him. And that would be with us both, okay? But don't neither one of us want that smoke from my mama, all right? So it's best just to take they smell with me. Don't play with her. I'm not playing with her. So right now, because I'm not married, and be clear, dear future husband, you don't want that smoke either. So if you got to call my mama and get the get her questions and add them to your questions and add those questions to my questions, we gonna work it out. I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> but I'm I I need that. That is part of my self care. Um, and it doesn't matter how grown, how young, how whatever. It that's just part of self care, self advocacy is having someone who has your back at all times. Um, who you know, e when I told you a few months ago that I I felt off and all of that, you were like, mm, that's not normal for you. I have been cold for months. I'm cold right now. Cold, even though it looks like I'm listening. I promise I'm not. That's that's the light. Um, that's the melanin, sis. That's the melanin. <laughs> but I, I, um, I've been cold for months, and nobody can tell me why. I normally am comfortable, or you know, warm, or whatever. It's 76 degrees in my house. It might be 78. I think it's 78 degrees in my house upstairs right now, and I am not breaking a sweat. That's abnormal. But if I didn't know myself well enough to know that that's abnormal and to be paying attention when my house reached 86 degrees and I still wasn't sweating, I was like, now, wait a minute. I should be sweating bullets. Something's wrong. Uh, So have other people who know who you are, who know about you, who know about your health or that you can... You know, it, my health issues being gradual. I at first was like, okay, maybe it's just stress. But I was telling people along the way, I'm not feeling too well today. I'm I'm super cold. I won't take hot showers anymore. I am noticing that I'm feeling weak or fatigued. Erica said this to me a few years ago, and I have not forgotten it. Uh, again, this is that aggressive, assertive, whatever you want to call it, love. But in 2018, when I was having a hard time, I was, of course, crying a lot. And at one time, at one point, I told Erica, you know, I just sat in the shower and cried. And Erica had heard that one too many times and very lovingly, but assertively said, I would like you to stop crying in the shower by yourself. I've heard you say that one too many times. I don't care if you call me and I come over and sit with you and just listen to you. I don't care, but I would like you to stop crying in the shower by yourself. If it happens once in a while, okay, let it out, sis. But if it becomes consistent, I don't do that. That was three years ago and I, four years ago. It was in 2018. Who was time? You know, we try to, we operate in very Kairos right now, not Kronos, because who knows? Um, But that that stuck with me. And that, and now when I cry, because we all cry, um, now when I cry, I take inventory. Okay, have I been crying by myself too much? Let me make a phone call. 
I need, I need a, I need a minute. I need it. And we have kit. I won't tell you what's in the kit because that's our business. But we have a sister kit now that if we, if one of us makes a call and says, <clears throat> excuse me, hi, hello, need you. I need some time. We come with a kit in, in handy. It yeah. comes in handy because it's probably wine in there. <laughs> you know it. It's wine. You know it. It's got to include wine. <laughs> Gotta include a hug. And let me tell y'all something about these two women. They give amazing hugs. It's like, it's not, you know. <laughs> we don't church pat over here. Ain't no church pat. I dare you to church pat them. Dare. I dare you. Please give me the laugh that I need. Cause that's gonna be comedy. But I'ma act up. See? I'ma tell you you're not burping a baby. I'm 40. <laughs> Be the love I'm talking about right there. That's it. But don't mind me. The the self care, the self advocacy. Um, Erica, I think your point about researching is amazing. Now, don't go into the doctor's office and say, "Well, the doctor Googler said," because then they go automatically like dismiss you. But what have a good list of your symptoms do some research to erica's point that says okay here here are some now don't scare yourself here but here's the list of things that i'm experiencing and it'll also give you a good idea of some things to look for in your own body okay you know what that's listed i have been experiencing that let me write that down too um time frames how often have you experienced it what was the last time do you remember when the first time was? Because these are the types of questions they're going to ask you to try to assess and diagnose. And a lot of times in the office, you're like, hmm, what the hell So a, a lovely Google, a note on your phone, a sheet of paper, a notebook, records. They always, it, people tell you to put stuff in writing for a reason. It'll jog your memory, but also gives people a, a good place to start my app when I am tracking uh, you know I'm a woman we all women sorry men unfortunately y'all don't experience this with us but when I'm when I'm tracking my monthly it depending on that first of all if you're not tracking your monthly in an app please do that now right now even if you have irregular monthlies like me still do that yes it's so important but it and I've never, now I've been through three apps uh, for various reasons. Uh, you know, one shut down, I almost cried. I was like, you got to export my data, sis. I need that. Um, <laughs> I need that data. Can I get a PDF download? Can I get a, will there be a spreadsheet, a CSV, if you will? Because I need that. Um, but it tracks uh any app that I've used, and I'm sure any app out there, helps you track other things. You don't have to just use that to track your monthly. If you are experiencing back aches or cramps or headaches or anything like that, track that in any day, not just, you know, on those days. Um, but to, to Kristen's point, you know, iPhones come with this very handy notes thing. Use that. I love my notes app. I love all phones do. All phones, they got My notes. notes app was how I figured out I was pregnant. I said, now something is off. <laughs> <laughs> it was the hands. Because, it had, because my boobs had hurt right then. And then uh-huh. I had gotten the cramp right then. And this uh-huh. 
this been going on for a month. Well, that looked like I need to go to the gynecologist. That looked like I need to go to the, the nurse. came in and said, and now we have a squishy. Yes, you pregnant. I said, what? <laughs> Nine weeks. Didn't even know. <laughs> I said, get out of here. I done made a human. <laughs> I done made a human. I'm in people production. It was the dance. It was the dance. dance. It was funny. She did do a little dance. It was funny. She's like, gotcha. (laughs) That is the importance of note taking. In all the doctor's offices I've been to, Chris and all the doctor's offices you've been to, Ian, all the doctor's offices you've been through, they ask a plethora of questions. COVID questions. When's the last time? It doesn't matter what doctor you go to. When was your last monthly? Have you experienced backaches? Uh, where on your back? Where on your side? Where or I had a pain on my left side. Okay, is it your upper left side? Is it your lower left side? Is it your hip area? They want to be as specific as possible and list everything. Um, and that's just self-advocacy in the healthcare field. We could also go that we could do a whole show on a plethora of areas in your life, in your own household, in corporate America. In at work period. At work period. Right. How to advocate for yourself. Kristen, you made a good a great point earlier talking about um, meeting schedules. No, I will not be if you want me there, you're gonna have to move the meeting. Period. Like define your boundaries and then you stick to them. That that is also part of self-care and self-advocacy. Because if you're integrity. Yes. Don't don't be truthful with everybody else and lie to yourself. Now that's a word. Say that again for the people in the back. Don't be truthful with everybody else and lie to yourself. I'm going to honor my commitment to me before I honor any other commitments. And I'm committed to my joy. I'm committed to my rest. I'm committed to my advancement. And I'm committed to my naps. Come on, committed. Naps are naps are just God creation for the middle of the day. Um, and one you said something earlier, and I just and I didn't get a chance to speak on it in a tech issues life, right? Um, but what I, I wanted to say too is, you do not have to earn these things. You do not have to earn the right of self care. You do not have to earn the right to advocate. They are inherently entitled to you. You do not have to earn rest. Work, 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 work is not a badge of honor. I mean, it is honestly a carryover from enslavement. You don't have to worry about being seen as lazy. Be focused on being whole, okay? So I don't have to earn a nap. My body earned a nap when it showed me it was tired and I am entitled to rest. I do not have to give any corporate office that would replace me by Monday if I died today. Mm-hmm. the best of what I have to offer. I don't have to give anyone else outside of myself the best I have to offer while denying it to myself. I don't have to earn love. If love has to be earned, you can keep it because it's cheap. I don't have to earn those things from anybody, let alone myself. I honor myself with rest, with joy, with care, with love as my daily act of revolution. 
So be a revolutionary and know that you honor yourself with the things that you are entitled to, regardless of whether or not the world says you deserve it. Because I'm not on your schedule. I'm not on your time frame. I'm not on your scale of what it means to deserve what I know I should have. You get on my program. I don't have to get on yours. That's, that's the one. That's that's the one that you and the three. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, that time went by really, really quickly, and I hate that. Um, just always does when it comes to our discussions, of course. Um, but if you could give one last uh, self-care and self-advocacy tip. I mean, I, you know, I can't really top Kristen's. Um, Chris, we may have to make that one yours because I don't know that it, any of us can top that. But if you could give one last piece of advice um, to the listeners and the viewers, what what would it be? I'll go really quickly so that can be done, done for real. Schedule yourself first and then honor that appointment. So I schedule my self-care when I'm busy. I put all of my stuff in my calendar first. Your schedule is like water. Remember learning about solid liquid gas? The liquid will take up whatever space you give it. Work in life will take up whatever space you give it. So don't give it your full calendar. Schedule yourself first, prioritize yourself first. So then you are ensured that you are taken care of and I promise you everything else will still get done. But if you do all the other stuff first, there's no guarantee you'll get back to you. That's it. That's really good. E, how about you? Um, get some sunshine. God gave us sunshine and it's so important. And as human beings and living organisms on this planet, we need it. Um, get outside. Um, <clears throat> I think with the pandemic, with us not being able to go anywhere last year, folks were just like in the house. Well, some folks were in the house. Uh, some some folks never was not in the house. Um, for me, I was in the house and realizing I was not getting any sunshine and was getting really run down. And especially someone who's a summer baby, I need light. I need natural light. I need the sun. And so even if you're only going out on your front porch, on your deck, even if you're only taking a quick 10 minute walk, get you some sunshine, I promise you it will make you feel better and you'll feel more energized because that vitamin D is energy and is so important to the I, being a human. And I don't think God did that on accident. Amen. That's it. Um, come on, God didn't do that on accident. Um, y'all just are dope. Um, so for, for me, thank you, uh, Chris and, and Erica, I'll, I'll don't go. Cause I want y'all to tell folks how they can keep up with you. Um, so don't go yet. <laughs> but, um, I, for me, I think my last tip would be, um, make a boundary and stick to it. Um, <clears throat> And that kind of incorporates what Kristen said, incorporates what Erica said, it incorporates um, a lot of what we have said throughout the show of, uh, you know, scheduling yourself first, get some sunshine, go outside, um, or, you know, it's the least selfish thing that you can do. Your care is a priority, not a luxury. Your choices are just, I love that you said that, um, Erica, your choices, are your choices um so stick stick to your choices but to encompass all of that 
for me would be to make a boundary and stick to said boundary. If you advocate for self, if you care for self, everybody else can make room or they can kick rocks. And that's like the going rule for me. And um, incorporate some of all of the other things that we've talked about in the show, having others who can help you self-advocate and help you care for self by holding you accountable, assertive or aggressive love, whichever word you want to use. Um, but have have someone who can help you schedule self first. Get outside, make a boundary and stick to it. Please believe if I make a boundary and I'm not sticking to it, one of these people on this here screen is going to text, call, show up, all three, something, and say, hey, sis, you said you weren't going to do that anymore. You're doing it again. Why are you doing that again? Um, These are valid questions. And they will not let up off my neck. Because one, if I die, they're going to kill me. Um, and I'm pissed. So mad. Oh my God. They're about to tell your mama. It ain't gonna be me. I'm going in hiding. <laughs> what? Now I gotta get plastic surgery. Wow. Wow. I live in a bunker now. No. Um, That tells y'all a little bit something about my mother. My mama don't play when it comes to me, okay? Um, Which is funny because she's not a helicopter parent. Like, in the She's not like a, there's a show called Smothered where it's like the mothers are like all in the, my mother is not that. But when it comes to her baby's health um, and making sure that one, she don't want to bail me out of jail. So she also wants to make sure that I'm sticking to my boundaries because she don't want to have to bail me out of jail after I cuss somebody out. Um, oh, wait, I'm a minister. I don't cuss some, uh, people out. After I go off on someone um, or go from the pulpit to parking lot, as I said before we started the show. Um, so it, it would behoove everyone, as Kristen said earlier, for me to stick to therapy and for me to make my doctor's appointments, whether that be a massage or a therapy appointment or a doctor's appointment. Um, and I have been to the doctor more this year than I think I have in probably the last 10 years. And that's just a matter of fact. Not because I don't like doctors or anything like that. I'm pretty much healthy, but... You have to listen to your body. You have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to your mind. You have to listen to your friends. If that friend has been telling you that you need to go sit on somebody's couch, including your own on a Zoom session, if that's what it takes, you should listen to their friend. If a friend has been telling you that bump doesn't look normal, you might want to go see somebody about that. You may want to listen. If your friend says you haven't sat down, if your friend asks you, have you eaten yet today? I need to know when you send me a picture of your food. I have asked for pictures of food many a time. She has. I need a picture of your food. I need a picture of you laying down in your bed. Your I mom a- asked me for a picture of my food. She did. Last year. She said, need- before Tiffany gets off the phone, I need to get a picture of your food. Why is it taking you so long? She meant that. So, Lord Jesus. Let me tell you something. You're in trouble. Okay? You're in trouble. Not where you want to be held hostage. Okay? 
because that means you've done something and you in trouble, okay? That is the ultimate therapy house. Also, remember to surround yourself with people who will help you care for you when you can't care for you. And this is, I know we got to finish, but this example came to mind, so I feel like I'm supposed to share it. I have a, a diagnosis of major depressive disorder with anxiety. Last April, a couple of days after my birthday, in the midst of COVID, in the beginning stages of COVID, literally within the month of the beginning of the shutdown, um, I started having an anxiety attack at home by myself. I'm also asthmatic. And so that anxiety attack, that panic attack can turn into an asthma attack. And I would have had to go to the emergency room. The last place I wanted to be in April of 2020 was anyone's hospital. And I know all the tips. I wrote a book about it and host a weekly podcast. (laughs) But in that moment, my mind could not get centered. I could not think of what to do. Literally, the only thing I could do was text my friends in the group chat. I was like, y'all, I need you to pray. I'm having an anxiety attack. I cannot breathe. And I am scared this is going to trigger an asthma attack. And I don't want to go to anyone's emergency room. And I literally did a Mariah Carey wall slide, crying, trying to catch my breath. And it is Tiffany and Erica who literally type the steps of what to do because my brain couldn't do it. Although I know all of this stuff and consistently checked on me till I could get it back together. This is why self-care is a, um, self-care is an inside job but a group project. You just say yeah. that. I am responsible for making sure I take care of myself. That's the inside job. I've got to prioritize me. No one else can make me first in my own life. It's mine. Um, That's the inside job. The self-care is a group project because community is everything. Was it you want to go fast, go alone, but you want to go far, go together? I might not be here talking to you today without my community. Inside job, group project. Mm-hmm. That's it. Leave the show. <laughs> wow. What do you say after that? Self care is an inside job, but a group project. Let me tell y'all something. I would not have made it through a plethora of moments in my life without these two people on the screen. There are a couple other people that aren't here, but these two people here on the screen, I have laughed with, I have cried with, I have prayed with. We have been two seconds. Huh? I said attacked. Attack. I got pictures. Chris sent pictures not too long ago. I don't remember what Erica well, said. That's a sweet memory for me. <laughs> me too. What I said either, but I got pounced on. Pounced, <laughs> okay. We have traveled together. We have traveled to, let me tell you something, that's a road trip. Those, those are memories, okay? We have been through, as my former bishop used to say, through. 
so one, let me say, I, I one, thank y'all for coming on the show. Um, y'all just always make time for me. And I'm always, always so grateful on the show and just in my personal life. Um, thank you for always being there for me. Thank you for um, checking on me as your strong friend. Um, thank you for being my strong friends and sisters. Um, and thank you for all of the work that you both do in leading by example uh, to me and to countless other people um, that you encounter throughout the different areas and spaces in your life. And um, just thank you. If you have any final thoughts, then you can give them now. Uh, but also just let the folks know how to keep in touch with you. I went with Erica in the introduction first. So Chris, you go first this time. Um, final thought, love you well so other people have a roadmap to follow in loving you. Yes, um, <laughs> and uh oh yeah, all those things on the screen. So I'm on Twitter as Stubborn's Child. I do a lot of retweeting mostly, not original tweets, but it's good stuff, so go look at the retweets. Um and then Instagram, Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. Again, you can listen to the podcast on all podcast platforms, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. And you can buy the book on Amazon, um, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. I love you all. Be well. Thanks, Chris. Marika, how about you? Thank you so much for having me. As usual, I love coming on the show. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at e.for.ecowomanist, which is right there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at ecowomanist underscore E-R-E or E-Ray. Uh, and I am so glad, so, so happy to like drop some things that I hope were helpful for you um, in your self-care journey. So be well. Thank you, E. And of course, I am Tiffany Linnell. You can find me uh, at Tiff Linnell on everything. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> listen, everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places, uh, Tiff Linnell. If you are not following the podcast already, you are late. You should be following the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. I am also live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Boss FM Talk, so you don't want to miss that. If you've missed any portions of this episode and this amazing discussion, make sure you check out the podcast. If you missed any previous episodes, you can also check them out on the podcast as well. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, be safe, be blessed, and let God be God today. Have a good one. Tiffany Talks and the Tiffany Talks podcast are registered trademarks. Each show is broadcast and powered by Boss FM.